and welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the third week of Mexican Horror Month. We're back on schedule after a very wonky uh, week or two. Sorry about that. Um, and actually, this episode almost didn't happen. Should I tell them the story? Oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. This is a fun story, okay, actually. Uh, is it a story that paints me as an idiot? But that's not funny. really. It could have. It's an honest mistake. It's really you know twenty first century first world problems. It really is. But okay, um, the movie we dis- we're discussing today is Hasta el viento tiene miedo, which is a nineteen sixty eight film. It, the translated title is The Wind of Fear, or my preferred title, Even the Wind is Afraid. That's the title. Well, but no, that's like the American title. Oh, well. Like if it translate, like if you're translating it, it's the second one. No, I know, but like, look, uh, they they change the title so it appeals to people or becomes more boring. Like, okay, either way, I got um, you. That's not the story, though, people. Anyway, stay tuned. I per- uh, you've probably heard part of this story if you listened to a previous episode, but I tried to purchase Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo. You didn't try to, you did. Well, I did, and I received it, and we started watching it, and I was like. These girls had like really fashion forward fashion sense because these outfits look really modern and probably about uh, an embarrassing amount of time in maybe seven minutes. It was like five. Yeah, five or seven minutes. We realized that I accidentally bought the uh, 2008 remake of the movie and we had to scramble and put together this Atonico Pandemonium episode, Um, which was, I think that episode was great. The movie wasn't. But anyway, Sergio was super nice and for Christmas he got me the actual Mm-hmm. from like the real time period and all that and no- that's not all folks he oh. has more gifts to come in yeah more gifts um so i put if in you the dvd guess what it is guess in the comments no i'll, I'll just tell them right now you okay. can guess in the comments in the next like 20 seconds and i'll tell you if you're right um so what happened what what happened was <laughs> um i put in the dvd and it was all in spanish which look my i have a certificate that says i'm bilingual in spanish but that piece of paper is a liar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, like... Where did you get this certificate from? Mm, well, I got, like, a forum AP Spanish test, so I got it from, like, school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, like, I am, like, maybe kindergarten fluent in Spanish, if that. He's pretty good. His accents are a little pretentious, but whatever. What? I No, I'm just trying not to sound like a white person. Because, like, it's in my DNA to pr- pronounce it chipotle so I'm trying to break free from my father's reign of terror. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, sorry. It was all in Spanish, and it was like, I can't do this if I like really apply myself, but I don't think I want to. Mm-hmm. So I had to download a subtitle track off of the interwebs, and that's a thing that we can do now, I discovered, which is awesome. But the first four I downloaded were all in Polish, which is not helpful because that's a language I know even less than Spanish. And Do you know any Polish? Uh, No. Oh. Not a single word. Not a scrap. Don't they speak German in Poland? No, no they speak I'm Polish. Okay. I just assumed what with No, let's history. not talk about the Holocaust. That's like, I think it's called Godwin's Law, where anything on the internet has to talk about Hitler or the Holocaust at some point. So we reached it. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> no more. Um, anyway, I finally found a subtitle track. We're here to talk about the movie. <laughs> that's what we're doing. What? You look so angry. I'm I'm fine, Sergio. I'm fine. Why are you mad, brah? No, I'm not. I'm really glad we got to watch this movie because it's really interesting. It's one of the most classic uh, Mexican horror films. When mm-hmm. I was researching this month, it was the one that popped up on all the lists I was looking at. Yeah. Um. Actually, fun fact, people. 
for the past three or so. I don't know, however many years we've been dating, I've been giving you gifts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to give you like foreign films for your Christmas gifts. Yeah. Um, and was it last year or the year before I hit it out of the park with that one movie, right? Yeah, last year, or I think it was two years ago, you gave me Inside, the French movie, uh-huh. and you gave me, well, like a Japanese movie, but I haven't watched it yet. I know it was that same year. Yeah, that was the same year. Uh-huh. What was the other? You got me Night School also. Yeah. Was that last year? In Anatomy? Anatomy. I think that was probably last year. That was a German movie, yeah. Yeah. They've been pretty cool. They've been some solid gifting. Oh, and that movie, Hasta el Viento, was on that list because it's classic horror Yeah, from the Mexican people. And that's my story. Thank you. It You're was, welcome. It was a, had a beginning and not really anything else. Um, Whatever. Okay. So people, I don't know. We've been rambling, but that is our wonderful story about Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo. I assume they want to know. And what? Nothing. Keep going. Okay. As always, I read the plot from the back of the DVD case that we have. But is it in Spanish? It is in Spanish. So I want you to read it out loud in Spanish, and I'm going to try to translate it for our audience. Okay. Um, los sueños de Claudia se ven, se ven interruptidos. Uh, Claudia's dreams seem to interrupt. I don't know. Por la aparición del fantasma de Andrea. Oh, her dreams are interrupted. You have to finish the sentence. Sorry, I thought it was the end because it reached the end of the line. Yeah, but there's no period. Whatever. Okay, Um, <laughs> her dreams are like intruded upon by the ghost of Andrea. Dentro de un estricto internado para señoritas donde la alumna de su sui- suicido cinco años atrás. Oh, dear. That's um, why I don't finish the sentence, Brennan. Okay, fine. Okay, well, using context clues of me having seen the movie... Mm-hmm. um. They're like laboring under a really strict headmistress at mm-hmm. this girls' school, and the girl committed suicide five years ago. Five years ago. Um, la escalofrienta, escalofri- escalofriante, escalofriante. Oh, because that's wind, I guess. La escalo, wait, no, is that wind? Oh, whatever. It's an adjective. La escalofriante y fría atmósfera del lugar poco a poco se van posicionando del cuerpo de Claudia buscando la vejancia. Uh, en contra de la intrasiguiente directora o oh, directora del colegio Bernarda. Wow, that's like super spoilers. So yeah, spoiler alert. If you speak Spanish, we've already spoiled it for you. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, like the windy and cold atmosphere of the place, uh, little by little, mm-hmm. um, possesses the body of Claudia. Um, the ghost is looking for vengeance against the evil headmistress Bernarda. Dun, dun, I did it. You did. Let's not do that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That was hard for me because I'm not really a reader. Yeah, and these are, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're just, you speak Spanish. Yeah. That makes sense. I can read it, but writing is probably, well, I guess as evidenced, reading is a struggle for me, reading Spanish, but writing is probably the most difficult. Mm-hmm. That's fun facts by me. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Uh, um. Yeah. So let's talk about the movie. All right. Let's do that. Uh, as always, rated out of five um, on sc- uh, on scariness. Oh my god, I didn't want to edit this episode, and I still might not. But this is going to be so embarrassing for me. We rated out of five screams on scariness. We rated on campiness out of five perms. We rated on effects. We rated on quality out of five unlucky stars. So, do you want to start? Sure. This um, movie came out in 1968. What's your scariness rating? Did you find it scary at all? Um, did I find it scary at all, Brennan? Um, not really, or not explicitly, I guess. Um, I liked the fact that it set a nice little mood for me. You know, it was creepy. 
um, you get involved in the storyline because you feel in, like vested in these characters. Um, but there weren't any jump scares. There wasn't really any blood nor any gore. Um, yeah. There was a body count, but those were really it mild. A, it was a low body count. Yeah, those were really mild um, death scenes. Uh, and I think it's just creepy because that's kind of um, what we Mexicans do. Yeah, we creep you're just people. super creepy. Yeah. Um, no, I gave it two out of five screams. I this movie is the like. You gave it two. Yeah. Why two? Let me explain. I was going to explain myself before you interrupted okay. me. Okay. Um, well, this movie is the like if they adapted a feature film from the uh, common horror movie phrase. Oh, don't worry, it's just the wind. Because <laughs> um, the wind is like all about the ghost and possession. She's like the spirit of the wind almost, but. I think this movie had two big hurdles um, in terms of just its context. Because number one, it's a movie that came out in 1968. 60s horror films were still trying to figure out how to be scary. Because Psycho had come out, and that was super freaky. Mm-hmm. But until Night of the Living Dead that same year, like horror wasn't intense yet. Mm-hmm. It was still very uh, elegant. And in it also is a ghost movie which is a genre that really doesn't have much in what you think of as like typical horror movie scares or gore or boobs or whatever i mean there were boobs there there were almost boobs oh yeah you're right there weren't any yeah no because the lady was doing a strip tease and she almost showed her boobs but then she saw a ghost you know just like Mm -hmm. happens at all my favorite strip clubs You've that never were been built to... over Indian burial grounds. Okay. Um, okay, Mr. Anyway, sorry. No, I'm saying this is this is a 60s haunted house film and mm-hmm. those films weren't very intense. They were more dramas. They were more trying to figure out like a mystery of who was killed and why. Although this movie didn't it had no mystery. Yeah. <laughs> it was very straightforward exactly what was happening mm-hmm. and it was more just about I like that about it. Yeah, no, it was interesting. It was a uh, very meat and potatoes. It was literally about creating a mood, and that's kind of it, and just sustaining it the whole time. And mm-hmm. I thought it did a good job, mm-hmm. which is why I gave it a two. Um, like I was feeling the movie, and I was invested in it, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the possession angle because that was a little out of left field. You didn't need to see that coming. I mean, I thought the ghost was trying to get revenge, but when she killed Claudia, I was like, oh, she just wants a friend. <laughs> but then she like took over the... It was a whole thing. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think also this movie, just like uh, Satanico Pandemonium, it's another case of like repression strikes again, where it's like these girls are living under this really strict regime, and that causes them to act out in ways that they wouldn't have otherwise. Like, because this girl is... Like in the the girl who killed herself, she was in detention, and her mom was sick and dying, and she's like, "Please let me go." And the super strict headmistress didn't believe her, and she basically like locked her in her room. And when her mom died, the girl killed herself. Mm-hmm. And so like all of this horror, all of these terrible things happened because of like an evil oppressive force, kind of like um, how the Catholic Church was in the Satanic Pandemonium. So it's kind of like the same thing, like this institutional thing, and people kind of pushing against that. I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. I liked their hair and their outfits. <laughs> um, yes. They were sexy little outfits. And like you were like, cover up. You guys should have be ashamed of your sexy little outfits. Um, but they didn't listen to me. 
Yeah, this and is Sergio trying to push back yeah. against the oppression of my intellectual regime. Yeah, um, I was kind of like the oppressive force, I guess. Oh my God, what's your camping score? Inserting my male gaze onto them. Um, camping score, I gave it three. Okay. Pourquoi? Pourquoi, you say? Um, we, si. oui, I don't know. <laughs> what language are we speaking? Uh, Pourquoi is French and the movie's in Spanish, so your call. Okay, so why you do I give to it? take a nap. What do you mean? You're just like, I'm just, you know, perfectly, sti- like, I'm being very eloquent, Brennan. Okay, I'm sure you are. Is that the word? Perco- it's a word. Percussion? What's the when, when you pronounce every syllable, what is that called? Enunciation? I am very, I am. <laughs> okay, this is <laughs> not my tempo. I'm being very enunciating um, right now. Okay, great. Okay, Um. so. Uh, the cast had a good dynamic. Uh, yes, I agree. I really liked the, the way the cast g- had a good dynamic. I'm slowing it down for the people who don't speak. Uh, fast forward. You want me to speak f- slow and fast, and I don't like you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the older women have fun together. Well, not fun, like, but they have a clearly established relationship. But even then, they do kind of crack jokes with one another. I feel. Um, and same thing with the girls. Like the girls, there's. There is no like pecking order between them. They're all sort of equals, and they except have except for Josefina, who's a jerk. She's not even. She's one of the gang. Well, no, they didn't like her. They didn't want her to be around. She's like a big um, old nerd, and she snitched on them all. Only like that one scene. Well, they at that at one point when they were having their like piano party because this is the most boring school in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they debauch is by playing the piano. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was before Twitter and like uh, what's what's that uh. Chat roulette. It was before chat roulette, so they just had piano times. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but they like ripped off all their clothes trying to make her like feel guilty, and that was a really uncomfortable scene. I didn't like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I also hated Josefina because she was a big tattletale. I did not hate Josefina as much as you did. Um, I feel like they needed kind of a character to be more on, I guess, of an outsider, if yeah. you will. One good girl. Uh-huh. But, uh, like... Back to my point, I felt that they all had a really good dynamic, and they were all friendly. It wasn't like a mean girl situation where, oh, I hate that bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's go kill her. Let's go, like, have this really weird, intimate sort of rape scene almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, that's my stand. No, I, All yeah. friends, together. <laughs> I, I gave it two out of five perms, mainly because their hair was splendid. Mm-hmm. Um, each of them had a different, it basically looked like someone took a magazine of like every popular sixties hairstyle and cut out one page per character and just like glued it onto their head. Um, uh, I mean it was in the sixties, so that's just like how things worked, but mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Like they all looked like Jimmy Neutron's mom. Like, yeah. Um, I just, I love those looks. Um, I I love I like I agree I love their interactions they're kind of ribs at each other because when uh, Sophia our main girl is possessed by the spirit of the ghost Sophia yeah wait her name was Sophia wasn't it Claudia it was there Claudia you go. I'm sorry I, was like, I don't remember no Sophia it was Claudia there's a lot of names but there's no from. Sophia you think of the Princess Sophia on Disney Channel probably another Hispanic icon yeah um anyway when Claudia was possessed with the spirit of Andrea. <laughs> I was going to say Sophia again. Because <laughs> um, Andrea was a big old bookworm nerd, nerdlinger. Yeah. Um, so on uh, Claudia was answering questions super correctly and super thoroughly in mm-hmm. class. And the professor was like, how the hell did you do that? And she's like, oh, I went to the library. And her friend's like, oh, she probably got the wrong door <laughs> going to the bathroom or something. Yeah. And I just, I like that dynamic. The characters were really fun. And that's what uh-huh. made this movie for me. Yeah. 
Um, but I didn't think other than that, like other than intentional stuff, it wasn't super campy, which is why I gave it a two instead of what you gave it. Uh-huh. But I agree, like that was a really powerful part of the film. That was really important. It was good. Uh, effect score, I um, give it one out of five ghosts because, like, whatever, who cares? Yeah, I gave it one too. Yeah, there's another one where we can just slip on by that segment. Mm-hmm. Um, the one effect that I liked, because I, like, literally it was the one effect that was there, uh, was probably the shadow thing, where, like, you see um, Claudia and then you see her shadow, and, like, it's her shadows of Andrea, like, you can tell it's not yes. her. Um, question, do you know when that was first used in film, or, like... A shadow? <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, a shadow revealing that it's not that person, not that individual. Oh, I don't know, but I think... Um, you know what? I'm gonna slip into quality score just discussion a little bit because I want I want like their use of shadow was a, a main point of okay, my quality cool. score. Transition but, away, good sir. Yeah, um, I think the first major use of shadow in film was in German expressionism in the 1920s. Um, films like Nosferatu and the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Like, there's that scene where Nosferatu is like climbing up the staircase and you see like his claw hand in the shadow. Most people have seen that clip somewhere. Um, like mocked somewhere or whatever, mm-hmm. or in a documentary or something. If people are big nerds like me, um, move your foot, get your foot off my blanket. I'm sorry. So Nosferatu, German expressionism, right after World War One. Yeah, I mean that kind of lighting traces back to the 20s and that kind of like really um, uh, abstract uh, set design and stuff like that. But I'm giving this movie three out of five unlucky stars. It's a very strong three. Um, I feel like it was the pace was way too stately for me. Um, and the ghost story was so straightforward with no switchbacks. Like I wasn't expecting a big twist or something, but most ghost stories that are kind of slower and not as scary tend to be a mystery, and this one just kind of wasn't. And I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. It was a mystery for a good chunk. Not, well, I mean... Like, you were trying to figure out who this girl was, and you figure out, find out that she died, and you're trying to figure out, like, why is she haunting us then? Yeah. And then you find that out. I, it, I, you're right. The big mystery is why is this happening? Mm-hmm. You're right. But, like, the the uh, the headmistress... Like, the main teacher, not the headmistress, but the teacher who is the nice teacher, mm-hmm. um, she basically knew exactly what was happening and why, and she just slowly explained it over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. So... It just that's not a solid mystery for me, which is why I'm not giving it a higher score. Although I do think it was really well made. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there that use of shadow is impeccable. Like the opening scene is uh, Claudia having a nightmare, and she sees this uh, like the feet of a hanging corpse behind her or in front of her bed, mm-hmm. and then the lightning strikes, and you can see the shadow of the corpse on her wall, and that is like really stellar implication because they couldn't show a hanging corpse. First of all, probably because of their budget. Mm -hmm. And second of all, because of the constraints of the time period and censorship and stuff like that. So that was a really cool way to skirt around that and also be really eerie and really atmospheric. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of shots like that in this movie. Like, and when the ghost finally exacts her revenge, um, she's in the body of Claudia, but you know, it's Andrea getting her revenge. So what you see is Claudia's body in total shadow with her hands reaching out into the light and you can see her hands and you can see the noose in her hands. And that's a really great shot. Like this is a really incredibly shot movie. And I was very impressed by that, which is why I gave it as high a score as I did. Uh, how about you? What's your unlucky star rating for um, For unlucky stars, I gave it four. Wow. Okay. That's great. 
I thought it was very well paced. Um, and the thing uh, that I liked best was I felt like it was. Hold on, give me a second. I felt like I was part of a summer party, Brennan. A summer party? A summer party. Oh, yeah. a slumber party. What did you think I said? Summer? I don't know. Not a summer party. This it's is the Great spring, Gatsby. It's, it's the spring break. This is a slumber party. Sorry, I know. You're good. Thank you. Felt invited and loved by my friends, the girls. Th- no, they were. you were right. They were wonderful. They were the, the best characters in maybe any movie we've watched on the podcast. Yes. You're welcome, world. Mexico. We did it. Yes, we did. Um, that was pretty much it, I guess. Just that I thought the cast had an excellent chemistry, and they were the reason to keep watching. Absolutely, I agree. Especially the older teacher. I think she she really brought like the fear, and the girls really brought that connection. Mm-hmm. And it was really solid all around. Who did you root for the most? Who was your favorite of the cast? Who's my favorite? Like act actor or character? Character. Like, my favorite character. Okay. Well, do you have different answers for both? Because you can give me two different. Well, I think uh, Lucia, the teacher, was the best actress. And I think she was very classical and elegant in her movements. I like how dramatic she was. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, you were pointing this out. It's like a telenovela, but just dialed down a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, with all the melodrama and whatnot. But, yeah, I think she was the best actress. But my favorite character was probably uh, Kitty, who's, like, the slutty character. Um, and she oh, had, yeah, she was the most exciting of them all. Yeah. And she had a photo of her boyfriend, Oh shoot, Armando! Armando mm-hmm. was it? That's a sexy name. I like the story behind that photo. Share that. Share that story, Brennan. Um. Well, she has a photo of her boyfriend, and the girls are like, "What? It's against the rules to have photographs in here." No, it's Lucia, the teacher. She's like, "You have a photo. You know that's forbidden." Oh yeah, she it's just like snatches it. Yeah, for some reason, this photograph is contraband. And it, oh, do you want me to tell the story that I told you when Go that ahead. scene happened? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Actually, it's kind of sad when you think about it, but go ahead, Brian. Yeah, well, no, I was at a um, an alumni party for the drama program at my high school for Christmas. Nerd. And, yeah, I know. Um, but there was a girl there who's a current student, and she was telling this story. It was just totally innocuous. She was talking about just something she was doing. And she was like, well, I was home, and my parents weren't home, so I wasn't allowed to go to sleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And apparently... She's not like when her when no one's in the house, she's not allowed to go to sleep. She's not allowed to take a shower. I'm like, what can you do? Just like eat crackers and watch TV. <laughs> but um, the drama teacher, Dave, who was on our Ghostbusters episode, actually. So, you know him. You know him well. Yeah. Um, he was saying that her parents have so many weird rules that she always just comes up with a statement like that out of the blue. And they've learned to just kind of breeze past it. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of uh, Kenneth from 30 Rock, where he just keeps saying super weird things about his home life, but it's just Kenneth, so there you go. Just washes over them. Yeah, but super strange. They're not allowed to have photographs. The 60s were the worst. No Twitter. You can't have physical pictures to hold. (laughs) And this is a a Mexican film, so there's nothing on the walls. It's just plain white walls. One Mm -hmm. of them had a red trim. That was nice. But there's no, like, posters or anything. Mm-hmm. It's all contraband. Have you noticed you're really, like, promoting Twitter on this episode? I just think Twitter's super important. Okay. Follow me at It's Raining Friends. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful Twitter. It's a wonderful medium for me to make jokes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have anything more to say about Hasta El Viento? Um, I think I hit every, every nail on every head. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. How many... Are, is 
Okay, so how many nails are we talking? How many heads are we talking? Is one like the Hydra where it has a bunch of heads? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No. Way to commit to the improv. <laughs> well, I never liked the Hydra. That wasn't my favorite challenge that Hercules had to go through. Or obstacles? Or like uh, struggles? The I think it... Obstacles? Oh, no. The... 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 the, the test? No. No. Ch- Burdens? No. Oh, my God. We can do this. Team together, we can <laughs> put this together. Burdens. Um, trials? No. Duties? <laughs> trials? No. That's what I said. <laughs> I know, that's what you said. Um, labors. Is labors. The eleven labors. labors of Hercules. Which one's your favorite? The, the boar. Oh, it's I think the it's the boar. Okay. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you guys have not seen Pop Star, you guys are messing up in your life. Go see Pop Star. That was a good movie, and no one saw it. Yeah. Popstar never stopped, never stopping. In theaters, eight months ago. <laughs> um, it's on Redbox. It is in Redbox. You should check it out. Anyway, we, we digress. It is very late, so we apologize for this episode. Yeah. We're we're still kind of scrambling to catch up with ourselves because like this season, the holiday season has kind of been impinging upon our schedule. Yeah, a we've been bit. watching a lot of actually we've watching a lot of comedies, you know? Yeah, we watched a lot of comedies, watched Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, that was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, Did we see the second one? No, no, but I want to soon. We saw four American Pie movies. We did. Um, we watched... The Color Purple. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was, it was a really laugh riot. Silly. You better uh, bandage up your knees because you're going to be slapping them. I was married now. It was great. You is special. You is kind. It's the wrong movie. <laughs> it's the same kind of sentiment. He will kill us all. <laughs> Peter. Um, anyway. Peter. Yeah, beat her. That's what that's what Whoopi Goldberg oh, no, told was Harpo to do. To no, Oprah. You were like, um, her own company. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because you were like, uh, you was kind, you was special, you was yeah. important or whatever. From the help. Uh, and also from Hillary, actually, the SNL sketch. Yes, that was great. We also watched that comment. Anyway, we we ser- okay, sorry guys. This is so much, so much to handle. How much is going to get cut off? Probably none of it because I don't want to edit this. I don't have time. Okay, cool. Um, Together. Anyway, so once again, this is our Scream 101 donation drive. Um, if you donate $5 or more to any of the following charities, you can... Or at least $1. $5. $1. I'm okay, donating okay. 5 You know, this is Christmas season, so people are poor. I am I know I'm poor. Um, so $1 or more. Next month, it'll be $5 or more because we expect only the best from our listeners because you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm only donating... I'm donating 5 but like I wouldn't expect you guys to donate 5 Okay. We don't have that kind of star potential. I know, but I just want to help the world as much as I can. So you can donate in five. any small, meager way possible. Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you donate to any of the following charities, you can pick a horror movie for us to watch on the podcast. Sergio is going to abuse his privilege. I definitely am. But there can are you certain guess movie I'm gonna pick. I have no idea actually, because there are certain parameters. Like it has to be a horror film. What if it has a horror film title? Like what? Like Dial M for Murder. Oh, that's cool. It's a thriller. It's Hitchcock. Okay, cool. Are we watching that? No, we're not. One of we're the uh, pioneers of the 3D format? No. Okay, what are we watching? We're going to watch The Dead. Is that a zombie movie? No. What is it? It's based on the short story, The Dead. By who? By James Joyce. Why would we watch that? Because that's a scary title. No, that's fine. Anyway, um, the following charities. <laughs> the ACLU... 
Um, the I Am Holding Your Hand Project, Border Angels, Churla, which is the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights of Los Angeles, Immigration Equality, the National Immigration Forum, or the Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights. If you go on our Twitter, at Scream101Pod, that is the uh, pinned post at the very top, so you can see all those charities. And we're going to be doing this charity drive for four months, so if you donate something for any of those four months, I mean... If you donate something in each of those four months, um, you get to pick an entire month's theme for us on Scream 101, and you can be on a podcast with us. Mm-hmm. I know, that's like what everybody wants in the world, so uh, donate, please. We're just trying to help the world and please, try to make a positive impact. Thank you so much. Um, as your reward right now, I will tell you what we're watching next week, which I'm so excited for. It's called Day of the Beast. It's a film by Alex de la Iglesia. And oh, he's been wanting to watch this movie for years. Yeah, for so long. It's a horror comedy, um, basically about the Antichrist is coming, so a priest wants to like get in on his front lines and do some subterfuge, so he just pulls as many sins as possible mm. to like get into his good graces, which is a hilarious concept, and I'm so excited. I've had this movie recommended to me by the a bunch of podcasts that I'm super excited about. Um, anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe. Rate and review us. Give us five stars because even the wind is afraid of us and we can blow you down. Yeah, we're currently... We'll huff and we'll puff. In Orange County, California. And them Santa Anas will blow you away. It is super windy and really rainy, which is really uncommon yeah. <laughs> around here. The it's, wind is common. Well, yeah. But, I mean, not really in December. Like, the Santa Ana winds usually come in, like, fall. You're right. Um, anyway. And everything gets burnt to a crisp. Yeah, we're having inclement weather right now, which is very exciting. We're dreaming of a gray Christmas because that's as close as we can get. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Can't wait to join you next week. You can actually watch that one on Amazon VOD for probably the first time this month. Oh, no, Kronos was on VOD. But that <laughs> one you can watch with us. Sorry, like this month has been a little obscure, so they've been hard titles to find. So we apologize, but we hope you've been following along. Anyway, good luck on your journey, everybody. And stay gold. Bup, 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 bup. I can play us off with. Are we doing La La Land again? Okay. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Oh. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.